recorded live. Sometimes your wife has some good ideas. Um, all you macho men, sometimes the wife has uh, got the spiritual answers that you don't have. That's um, That happens quite frequently if you've got a godly wife. But anyway, we'll get into it shortly. Uh, before we get started and open in a word of prayer, Brother Joe, Brother Sergio, Brother Joe is wanting to get in touch with you, brother. So... Um, I've been expecting you to call the last couple of days, but anyway, Brother Joe is going to get a cell phone, and he's wanting to get your telephone number so y'all can meet and have a coffee, as Brother Chad says. (laughs) But Brother Joe said to tell all you again, thank you, and God bless all of you for your prayers, that he knows that the Lord's been working in his life, and um, that the Lord has answered prayers. He's got a decent job now, and um, he's got to get a cell phone to do with his job. He told me on the answer machine, and I keep missing him when he's calling. Well, I had the telephone turned off today, so there's no way I could have heard him, but um, he said he loves all y'all, and thank God for you, and thank God, and he appreciates all the prayer that um, we have um, prayed for him. It's um, been amazing to see how the Lord's turned his life around, and um give him many blessings and answer the prayers that we've been praying for him. So uh, just remember him when you pray. And tonight, remember Brother Brian um, in your prayers and the situation that he's in over there with the social workers and everything and with Brittany and Damien. Please, 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 please remember that situation every time you pray. And Brother Brian has been going to the Lord with this thing now for over a year, and um, I keep expecting the Lord to answer the prayers any time. But um, please, please remember that. Please remember, Brother Brian, when you pray in this situation over there. So we're going to be in Genesis chapter 20, and we, um, Father Abraham is fixing to, like I said previously, fixing to bump his head, and then we're going to... Ease on in to chapter 22 where the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus is typified in 
Isaac, with Abraham and Isaac. It's one of the greatest types in the, in the Word of God. It's uh, where the gospel comes from, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5. Um, I challenged Brother Chad about four or five months ago to find the death, burial, and resurrection in the Old Testament. And uh, I never he did find it, so I had to tell him where it was at. It's in Genesis 22. Yes. That's where it comes from, through typology. That's one of the reasons typology and similitudes are so important. The Lord tells you that in Hosea, chapter 10. Um, anyway, uh, if you would, Brother Dave, go ahead and open us in a word of prayer, Brother, please. Yes, I will. Father, in Jesus' name we come tonight, and we ask, Father, that the Lord Jesus Christ be magnified by the preaching of the word, the teaching of the word tonight. Lord Jesus, we pray that the Holy Spirit anoint Pastor Don to teach and preach tonight the message that you desire us to hear as your bride, your body. And Lord, I pray tonight that the ears of all of us would be open to hear the word of God, the special word that Pastor Don will teach and preach, and also those sidebars that you have for each and every one of us where you're going to hit upon certain topics in our own life. I pray that we're all open to hear about them, and I pray that we would listen, and I pray for the grace to do that. And Lord, we give thanks for Joe, Brother Joe, that he got that job, and he's getting a phone, and getting settled in, and he's seeking you, Lord, and we thank you for that. And we continue to pray for Joe that you'd continue to move and work in his life and mature him as a man of God and that he would be able to be a big blessing in the kingdom of God. Yes, Father. And, Lord, I pray for Sergio and Joe that they would be able to meet, that Sergio would get his phone number to him, and that they would be able to meet in fellowship. And I lift up to you, Brother Brian, Lord, and I pray that, uh, Lord, at last, Brittany and Damien would be able to make calls to Brian and, and let them know how they're doing and lord i just pray that there would be fellowship even that he'd be able to visit that things would be returned to normal lord and that they would be able to live as a family yes lord in the name of jesus i pray that for him lord and lord i also lift up to you those people that have been requested to pray for the different people that were asked that we were asked to pray for Shannon, Lord, for salvation. I, I continue to lift her up to you and, or, or to get right with you. <clears throat> Shannon, to get right with you, whatever it takes, Lord, and Zeta to be saved. And, Lord, we thank you that Brian Winfrey will have that job. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks for that job on the way Hallelujah. and for his life being straightened out. In Adam Kendrick, Lord, we thank you that he is saved and the salvation of God brings freedom from demonic oppression and peace in his mind in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I give you thanks for the answers to all these prayers in Jesus' name, so be it. Oh, and Willis Fraser, Lord, also, that Willis Fraser would be saved. For yes. all these things, we're truly grateful. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. 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 Genesis chapter 20, Brother Dave, verse 1. 
Okay. Verse 1. And Abraham journeyed. Oh, but before you get started, today on Facebook, uh, there's somebody, I, the, the scripture that I posted this morning, and somebody put something, uh, commented underneath the Facebook post said that the importance of understanding the Abrahamic covenant. And I'm thinking to myself, do you people listen to the program at all? I, when we were going through the three parts of the covenant, I think I expounded on it to the umpteenth degree, didn't I, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the funny and the funny thing about it, people wants to dwell on the Abrahamic covenant. Do you realize that the new covenant that the Lord talks about and what it talks about in Hebrews and in Jeremiah 33? Does not even mention Abraham's covenant. Did you know? Did you? Have you caught that? Have you thought about that? Yeah, it doesn't. <clears throat> not at all. Not at all. It's because there's a difference. It's there is a difference. Abraham's covenant covers the sand of the sea, the dust of the earth, and the stars in the sky. <laughs> Amen. All three. Okay. Yeah. And the covenant in Jeremiah and in Hebrews covers national Israel. There's a difference. And these people that wrote that on Facebook, I'm I'm not um, aggravated or, or just they 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 need to listen to the program and understand the difference and rightly divide the word of truth. There is nothing about the death, burial, and resurrection in uh, in Jeremiah 33 or Hebrews chapter 10. Nothing at all. Just let, I tell you what. Let me just, in case they're in the chat room and are incognito or going to listen, download. Let's just go and check it out, real quick, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. The difference. See, the new the 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 New Testament of Christ's blood, as he talks about in the Gospels, and it talks about in Hebrews, is totally different than the Gospel that the Apostle Paul talks about, the Gospel of the grace of God. There's a difference. There is a difference. One has to do with the bride and whosoever wills. The other has to do with national Israel, corporately. And until you understand that, you're never going to understand. You're always going to be mixed up. And you'll be skipping over the gospel of the grace of God to deal with the covenant to national Israel. You couldn't, they, they, the, the two are totally different. And you can't make them fit together with a fitting machine because they don't. Things different are what, Chad? Not the same. Never the same. Never. Never the same. So, Brother Dave, go to Hebrews chapter 10. Brother uh, brother Chad, you go to Jeremiah chapter 33. Mm-hmm. And you drop down in Jeremiah 33 to where it says, um, I'll make a covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah and blah, 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 in Jeremiah 33. And we'll see also what it says in Hebrews chapter 10 about that covenant. So when you get there, let me know. Okay. Brother Dave, you go ahead and find it in Hebrews and read that one first, okay? Okay. 
Um, it'll, it starts off, Behold, the days come when I will make a, um, a covenant with the house of Israel. Yeah. If you're having to use a concordance, it's behold, the day's come. Okay, if you wanted to, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe it's Hebrews eight. Vision isn't. Dead airspace don't make for good radio. Yeah, it's not the best. Not at all. But. I'll keep on trying to bump my fat lips. You found it? Okay, Hebrews uh, chapter 8. Yeah, it is 8, okay. Um, Do you want, okay, I'll start at verse 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Okay, the first covenant is the covenant with Moses. It's the Old Testament covenant of the law. Different. Ball game. Go ahead, Brother Dave. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. See, that's the they, covenant of the law. That's the Mosaic yes. covenant. Yes. Okay? Go ahead, Brother Dave. Because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. That goes right along with Romans chapter 11, when the deliverer shall come out of Zion. Now let's see, Jeremiah is the first one to quote this covenant. Go ahead, Brother Chad. All right. I'm just trying to decide where to start here. Uh, For thus saith the Lord, David shall never want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel, neither shall the priests, the Levites, want a man before me to offer burnt offerings and to kindle meat offerings and to do sacrifice continually. And the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, If ye can break my covenant of the day, and my covenant of the night, and that there should not be day and night in their season, then may also my covenant be broken with David, my servant. Now, then, that, that is just a, just to run a rabbit for just a second. The sure mercies of David cannot be broken. That we yes. went over before, that is eternal security and you as a believer. Yes. You have the sure mercies of David. Continue, brother. Then may also my covenant be broken with David, my servant, that he should not have his son to reign upon his throne. Now, and has Christ ever reigned on David's throne? I know. Well, of course not. 
Well, it says he's going to. Yes. So it's future, contrary to all the amillennial and post-millennial heritage. Go ahead, brother. Mm. That, he, that he should not have a son to reign upon his throne, and with the Levites, the priests, my ministers. As the host of heaven cannot be numbered, neither the sand of the sea measured, so will I multiply the seed of David, my servant, and the Levites that minister unto me. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Considerest thou not what this people have spoken, saying, The two families which the Lord hath chosen, he hath even cast them off. Thus they have despised my people, that they should be no more a nation before them. Thus saith the Lord, If my covenant be not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinances of heaven and earth, then will I cast away the seed of Jacob and David my servant, so that I will not take any of his seed to be rulers over the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for I will cause their captivity to return and have mercy on them. End of chapter. That's got nothing to do with the new covenant. Behold, the days come when I make a covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Jeremiah is the first one to quote it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. That's what the that's what Paul's quoting in Hebrews eight. He's quoting yeah. Jeremiah. Well, let's go to a different verse in Jeremiah then. Um Okay, so which one is, do you want? Uh, when the, when he says that no more be called Tophet? No, I want the one that says and make a covenant with the house of Judah and the house of Israel, and they'll no more say the um, the Lord is here. Blah blah blah. It's in I. It's in the. It's in the, the thirty. So maybe chapter thirty, but it's in Jer. It's in Jeremiah thirty, thirty one, thirty two, or thirty three. It's right there. Looks like yeah, thirty one. All right. There we go. We were. Head by two, okay. All right, says, For there shall be a day that, for thus saith the Lord. No, hold on. Oh, the north country, yeah, that's that one. Uh, I think it's down in 27. Pardon me, guys. I don't have my full computer with me, so I'm working on my little device. Okay. Behold, this is Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-seven. Behold, the day is come, saith the Lord, that I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man and with the seed of, of beast. And it shall come to pass that like as I have watched over them to pluck up and to break down and to throw down and to destroy and to afflict, so will I watch over them to build and to plant, saith the Lord. Uh, that ain't, that's, that, that's not it. Mm, okay, thirty-one, thirty-one, thirty-one. Yeah, it's thirty-one, thirty-one. Yes. Yeah, I'm never gonna remember, never gonna forget this. Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-one says, "Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which 
my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord. Not an husband, huh? But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. That's what Paul is quoting in Hebrews chapter 8. That is not the gospel of the grace of God. That is not the gospel of the grace of God. That is not 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5. They are different. And you can't make them be the same. No way. As a matter of fact, I tried to mold them together myself when I first came to the knowledge of the Anglo-Israel truth. They will not fit because there has to be a division. Things different are not the same. You couldn't word the gospel of the grace of God in there with the gospel of the grace of God machine. You can't do it. There's nothing about it even close. And the ones that say that they're the same, they're just wrong. They're liars, whether they mean to or not. Know the Lord, you have to preach in the wisdom of God. The world by wisdom knew not God, but it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. The time come will come when they'll no more say, Know the Lord. Well, what do you think a preacher does today? What does he preach? David, Chad, what does a preacher preach? Oh, he preaches the word know of the God Lord. To, to know the Lord. Yeah. Bingo. <clears throat> so they're not the same. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, Chad, read 1 through 4. Yeah. They're not the same, people. And there's no CI, no Anglo-Israel T, that you can't make them be the same without resting the scriptures to your own destruction. And that's what happens out there. They're not the same because the bride gets in differently. Corporate Israel, natural Israel, salvation is different than salvation under the gospel of the grace of God. Yeah, and there's just a little bit of confusion because he's called the husband to them then there too, to the natural Israel, but the natural Israel is the woman that's in Revelations with Bingo. the 12 stars and there brought forth the man-child. Amen, amen. And did you notice in Jeremiah, in chapter 31, where Brother Chad was reading, that he put off not only Israel, the northern tribes, but he says he also put off the other family. Yes. <laughs> he had to do that to be able to get the remnant in as the bride. I'm not going to go into that now. I'll explain it sometime later. But go ahead and read First Corinthians. 
15. First Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. You see, folks, that's why there's so much confusion out there amongst those that understand the Anglo-Israel truth. Because they cannot, they cannot reconcile these two facts. They're unreconcilable. They don't fit. They won't work. Did you notice in chapter 31 that Brother Chad mentioned the beast of the field? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the same breath that he mentioned Israel. Did you catch it, Brother David? Did you notice it? Go back and read it again, Shad. Go back to 31. Read it. Uh-huh. Was that 31 to 33? I, I know. I, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, beast of the field. I started to stop you then, but I didn't. Right. In the same breath. Because there's whosoever wills involved. There's proselytes involved. They're in Ezekiel 40 through 48. Strangers are involved. There's proselytes in the book of Acts. Before the gospel of the grace of God is delivered to the apostle Paul. That's why Peter and them in the first part of the book of Acts are not preaching the gospel of the grace of God because it was delivered unto Paul. And Paul was the first one and he said them that came that he was a pattern to everyone that should believe hereafter like him. We went over it numerous times. So the one that talked about the Abrahamic covenant, the Abrahamic covenant covers everything. God gets everybody in under the Abrahamic covenant. Yes, it's important, and I went over it I went over it, over and over it, with the, the three parts of it. When we went through it, I started out with Abraham just launching out, not in full faith, by, by when God called him out of Ur of the Chaldees. Then he told him, then each time the Lord talked to him, he told him something a little different. Now he's going to justify the justification of Abraham takes place in Genesis 22 because that's the culmination of Father Abraham's faith when he believes in the death, burial, and resurrection of his only begotten son. As a matter of fact, God calls him the only son even though he had another son, which was Ishmael. God don't even recognize. He calls Isaac his only son. There's a Greek word for that. I'm trying to think of it, but I can't remember it right offhand. Uh, 
So if that if if what I've just got there saying confuse confuses some of those out there, you ought to be confused. And you ought to start studying and get it right. And listen to the programs previously and get it right. Go to the scriptures and understand that things different are not the same. You cannot make Jeremiah and Hebrews be the same as the gospel of the grace of God because it ain't. No matter how they try to rest the scriptures, change the book, remove words, put their own opinions in, you can't make them the same because they're not the same. And that's why there's so much confusion and that's why so many people in the, in the Anglo-Israel truth, that's the reason they can't understand New Testament doctrine because they try to make a mold together and try to tie the law in with the gospel of the grace of God and you can't do it. That's why the ones that bash the Apostle Paul and hate the Apostle Paul, that's the reason why, because they see the problem. If you've got Paul in there, you can't put them together. Therefore, they throw him out completely. And the ones that try to twist the scriptures and make them go together, they're just all screwed up in the brain. Law and grace don't mix, folks. Ye that seek to be under the law, Paul says, ye are fallen from grace. Can I get an amen? Yes, amen. Amen. Okay, back to Genesis. That's enough of this for right now. Just wanted to sow some seeds so some of you folks out there would study and understand what the problem is. The problem is two things are different, salts like salt and pepper. They ain't the same. Like water and oil, they don't mix. You can't make them the same. That's why one group hollers it's a national salvation and they badmouth personal salvation because they try to mold the two together and they don't mold, they don't fit together. It's like putting a square peg in a round hole. It won't work. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Brother David, Genesis chapter 20. Verse 1, And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country, and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur, and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night, and said to him, Behold, Thou art but a dead man, for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, wilt thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she, even she herself, said, he is my brother, in the integrity of my heart, and innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart. 
for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Isn't that amazing? The Lord stopped this guy from sinning. The Lord's intervention. He didn't, the guy didn't do it himself. The Lord did it. Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing, these things. How the Lord works. The sovereignty of God is so awesome. So awesome. Continue on, Brother Dave. Amen. Now, therefore, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know thou that thou shalt surely die. You notice there, the Lord gave him a chance and stopped him from sinning, but he left the free will there to if he went ahead and went after his own will, the Lord going to kill him. Isn't that something? Yes. Continue, brother. Know thou that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears. And right. the men, I, 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 the Spirit of God is moving on me to say this, and I've got to say this, brother Dave. I apologize for breaking in on you. No problem. Folks, listen to me. That's why there's so many people lost as hell in the quote-unquote Christian identity and under the Anglo. That's the reason they don't display the fruits of the Spirit and lost as hell because they're trying to stick a gospel on their self that has nothing to do with the gospel of the grace of God. That's why they are like the way they are. That's the reason when you listen to them and listen to me, it's like listening to two different languages. It's like listening to German and then listening to English. Totally two different languages. Because I'm speaking from the point of the Pauline epistles under the gospel of the grace of God, and they're speaking from Hebrews chapter 8 and Jeremiah 33, and they're trying to speak of a future period of time of Romans chapter 11, when corporate Israel will be given the earth. That's the reason you have to understand the last eight chapters of Ezekiel to get this whole thing correct. That's what straightened it out for me when the Lord finally showed up and the Spirit of God gave me some light on those last eight chapters. That's why there's such a difference. Just just wanted to say that. That's because they do, they've never received Christ. They don't believe you have to because they think it's a national salvation. It is, but not now. The separation of the goats and the sheep has got nothing to do with the body of Christ and the bride of Christ. Not at all. And they know nothing about rightly dividing the word of truth because 99% of them use a Bible that don't even have the verse in it. They wouldn't even know to rightly divide the word of truth. 
because they spent too much time destroying God's Word by adding and subtracting from the Word of God, therefore putting their own self under a curse. Now, I had to say that, Brother David, so go ahead. I apologize, but I had to get that out. Certainly, this is the Lord's show. He can do whatever he wants. Verse 8, Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears, and the men were sore afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I offended thee, that thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. Now we're talking about the father of faith. <laughs> Abraham, one of the heroes of the faith, didn't have enough faith to to trust God that he'd be taken care of. So he told a, a white lie, so to speak, a half-truth. So he could get by and almost cause the destruction of Abimelech and his people and all and almost messed up and gave his own wife away to a heathen because of his lack of faith. But yet he's the father of faith. <laughs> oh, yes. Because he hadn't, he hasn't been solidly sealed and justified. That takes place just a little bit later. Continue on, Brother Dave. Verse 12. And yet, indeed, she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. See, there, half-truth. I have truth. Go ahead. And she became my wife. And it came to pass, when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said unto her, This is the kindness which thou shalt shew unto me. At every place whither we shall come, say of me, He is my brother. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servants and women servants and gave them unto Abraham. You know why Abraham did that, folks? Because he had a good-looking wife, even at her age. She was a looker. (laughs) Yes. Big time. Go ahead, brother. And gave them unto Abraham and restored him Sarah, his wife. And Abimelech said, Behold, My land is before thee, dwell where it pleaseth thee. And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, he is to thee a covering of the eyes unto all that are with thee and with all other. Thus she was reproved. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they bear children. See, even in this show of a lack of faith, when Abraham prays, God listens. And God honors his prayer even though Abraham lied. Half-truth. This is amazing stuff, folks. Lessons to be learned. Continue, brother. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech, because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. 
next chapter. Genesis chapter 21, verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was an hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. And that's what the word, that's what Isaac means is laughter, folks. Go ahead, brother. And she said, who would, excuse me, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. Now, see, Abraham really did care about Ishmael. He really did. And what what Brother Dave just got there reading, Paul quotes it in Galatians. Talks about that eyes that the son of the the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir of the son of the free woman. And he makes that allegory in Galatians five between the two, a type of the new Jerusalem and the earthly Jerusalem, a type of the flesh and a type of the spirit. Paul ties it all together in Galatians five. Go ahead, brother. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. In all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. Okay, now the first time Sarah kicks kicks out Hagar, 13 years earlier, and the angel of the Lord shows up to Hagar and says, Go back. But now at the appointed time, the Lord tells Abraham, hearken unto Sarah's voice. Get rid of them. I ain't going to have this other, this son of the bondwoman, being heir with son with Isaac. Because Isaac is the chosen seed. It's not Ishmael, it's Isaac. It's not Esau, it's Jacob. Now, it's the second, folks. It's 99% of the time, it's not the first, it's the second. It's not the anointed cherub, it's the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven. It's not Abel, it's Seth. Okay? That's just the way it works through the scripture. The Lord, throughout the word of God, trying to ram something into your spiritual understanding and 
folks just don't get it. It's not Saul, it's David. You can follow that typology through the scripture. It's not Peter, it's Paul. <laughs> amen, amen. You just can't get it. Some of you just ain't going to get it. Giving you a nugget here. If you'll understand this and study it out, you'll, you'll, the whole scripture will open up to you, folks. It just didn't happen by chance. You start screwing with the book and taking away and adding to, you won't see it. You'll mess with God's book. He'll mess with your mind every time. Lightning, re light rejected, folks, becomes lightning. Okay? Continue, Brother Dave. Hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called and also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation, because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and took bread and a bottle of water, and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, and the child, and sent her away. And she departed, and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle, and she cast the child under one of the shrubs, and she went and sat her, her down over against a good way off, as it were a bowshot. For she said, Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept. Now, this is the second time she's in a world of hurt. And the Lord's going to show up and help again. But putting some light on a spiritual situation here, folks. The Lord just got through saying above here, he's going to make a great nation out of them. Enemies, yep, but the Lord's blessing them. They're going to be enemies to their brethren, but the Lord's going to bless them. You see, the Lord had work. There is no, well, the Lord's going to bless this much and not mess with the others. That's false doctrine, folks. That's not what the Bible shows you over and over and over and over again. That's why that bunch out there that teaches that are wrong. That's heresy. Continue, brother. And she sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of, the, out of heaven, and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so. She was crying out there, yeah. and uh, then God comes and said, I, I heard the voice of the lad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what, and I like and, how the King James says it. Absolutely. And did that what ails you? <laughs> That's a saying we still use today. What's ailing you? Yes. It's right out of the Word of God, folks. Amen. What ails you? Right out of the book. Couldn't get away from it with a getaway machine. It's inbred 
into our consciousness, even to the ones that don't believe it. Continue on, brother. Yeah, that's interesting. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thy hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw saw a well of water. And she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. Now, now, what did you just read? Why did you see the well all the time? Mm -hmm. Wasn't there before. That's exactly right. He opened her eyes and she saw a well. I wonder if it was on the other side of the veil. Remember when Elijah Elijah got Gehazi's eyes opened and he saw the whole, the Lord's host yes. on the other side of the veil? Well, here is a well on the other side of the veil. What does that tell you about the other side of the veil? That it's just as real as this side of the veil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Some of you folks worrying about dying? <laughs> Not at all. Shouldn't be at all. Some of you think this is this world's all there is. But unless you have faith in the book and believe what God said and your heart's malleable to the Lord and you actually love him, you have to pay more attention to this world. This is where you're this is where you've got your roots. See, I'm not gonna go off on it tonight, folks, okay? Because I do it all the time for a reason. Continue on, Brother Dave. And God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took him a wife out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, the chief captain of his host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou dost. Now therefore swear unto me here by God that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son, but according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, thou shalt do unto me, and to the land wherein thou shalt hast sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham repro- reproved Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. And Abimelech said, I wot not who hath done this thing. Neither didst thou tell me, neither yet heard I of, I of it, but today. And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them unto Abimelech, and both of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What mean these seven lambs that thou hast set by themselves? And he said, For these seven lambs shalt Thou take of my hand that they may be a witness unto me that I have digged this well. Wherefore he called that place Beersheba, 
because there they swear both of them. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech rose up and Phicol the chief captain of his host, and they returned into the land of the Philistines. And Abraham planted a grove in Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham sojourned in the land, in the Philistines' land, many days. Absolutely. We'll go ahead and stop here for tonight. Tomorrow's a work day and everything. Any questions in the chat room? I want to stop here, especially because we're fixing to get into Chapter 22. It's so awesome. No. I don't see any questions. Okay. Yeah, next chapter, by removing one word, you totally, there's one word in the next chapter that is nowhere except in the King James Bible, and it tells you, it it shows you the incarnation and the kinsman redeemer and everything in one single word. And I'm not going to tell you what that is tonight. I've told, I've brought it up many, many times in programs gone by. And when we pick up with Genesis chapter 22, I'll bring it up again and show it to you again. Most people read right through it. Even when I've mentioned it before in the awesomeness of one word, no no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> but maybe, maybe it'll be understood more. The next time I bring it up, because of one word, brother Chad, dismiss us in a word of prayer. Yes, I sure hope so. I know the word you're talking about, and without that <laughs> word, it's it's, it's it's that opens it up, man. It opens it up. Heavenly yep. Father, we thank you for your word. The uh, we thank you for Lord Jesus Christ, the Word, Lord, and we thank you for your words that we've been studying tonight, Lord. And we ask that they uh, they do good work in us, Lord. We ask that you do good work in us as we go on this week, Lord. Let us not forget our brethren. Let us pray for one another, Lord. Yes. Let us take it to the closet, Lord. Let us convene with you. Let us let us have our fellowship with you, Lord. Let us not forget that you are here with us all the time. Yes, Father. And uh, it's just a matter of just turning and saying, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, thank you so much. This is what's going on. This is what's going on. We're a little flock here, Lord. We we love you. We love your word. We love everything about it. We love our assembly. We love everyone that's here, Lord. We want everyone in here to be edified and, and built up by by your precious words, Lord. Yes. Show us show us that 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 you you told us everything that we need to know, Lord. You told us how to study study it in Isaiah 28. You told us to study it. You told us to search the scriptures. You know, if we can't if we can't do it, we you've given us everything we need, Lord. We just ask that you be with us and, and remind us of the little things, Lord, like praying for your guidance before we open up this word, Lord. Heavenly Father, guide me through the Holy Spirit. Let me learn what what you want me to learn, Lord. Let us set ourselves aside as as we approach your words, Lord. Let us approach your words, Lord, every day. Every day. We should be putting down five pages at least, Lord. And if it's just one page, that we spend that time that we would that, that it would take for five pages. Let the let the we gotta let the word talk to us. 
Let the word read us. Too easy just to read through this and, and try to find something, make this work over here, make that work over there, make me you know, feel good over here. That's, that's not what this is about, Lord. This is about eternity. You've given us three score and ten. We're but a puff of vapor down here. There's no time to lose. There's no time to waste. We've, we've got no time, Lord. We have the time that you've allotted us. You've, you have our footsteps numbered. And when you're done with us, that's it. Kaput, gone. We're with you. Absent from the body is present with the Lord. That's a, a, a precious day. More precious is, is that day. Um, the death it was our death, Lord, than the day we were born. Absolutely. This is something that we sh- we have to think on, Lord. This world is just, this carnal world, is, it's just a visiting place. It's not where we're from. That veil pulls aside. There's a well on the other side there, Lord. These things, you know, we thank you for showing us this stuff. The reality, the truth. You are the truth, the way, the truth, the life. No man come unto the Father except by you. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are Jesus Christ. One true living God. All the other ones, Lord, they're cast by the side. I, I feel sorry for those people that follow those people. I, you know, it's sad, and, and there's no excuse, Lord, in a, in a time like today where where we have the book that gives us everything that we need to know that that we're still, you know, looking, or you know, some of our brothers are backslidden and looking elsewhere and trying to find some sort of purpose. It's all here, Lord. There's nowhere else to go. So we thank you for this, and uh, and we pray for everyone in the chat room and those who might download that uh, that they they be edified by by this teaching as well, Lord, and that they do some study. They study to show themselves approved unto you, Lord, rightly dividing the word of truth. For your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, Lord, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, Lord. Those are two different things: soul and spirit. Another just a simple little thing. No, people just can't get it right, Lord. But it's all in your word. You know, it's, uh, you know, rightly dividing the word of truth. Precept upon precept, line upon line. Here little, there little, Lord. We thank you for for the milk and we thank you for the steak, Lord. Yes, Lord. And, uh, you know, if we chip a tooth here and there, Lord, it's all worth it. You know, because where we're going, all things are going to be just hunky-dory, Lord. And we put on that uncorruptible body, that uh, glorious body that, that you have, Lord, and that we see you as you are. Oh, what a day, Lord. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. We're so thankful for your presence in our life, and we glorify you in everything we do, and it's for your name's sake and your name's sake alone that we pray. Amen. 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 Brother Dave. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. The telephone number is 334-397-23. Three three again. That's three three four three nine seven two three three three. The email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And when you have a PayPal account, you can go and enter respect to the Lord at yahoo.com because his email is also his PayPal account. And you can make an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and to this ministry at PayPal. And you can send cards and letters or checks, offerings, to Pastor Don's home address at 3155 Louisville Street. That's 3155 
555 Louisville Street, Apartment D1, Clio, C-L-I-O, Alabama, 36017. That's 36017. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Thank you, guys. Good job. Praise the Lord. I appreciate your prayers for getting me through this night. I didn't think I was going to make it, but praise God, I did. And praise uh, the Lord. Lord willing and health permitting, we'll be back Friday night, and we will pick up with the Word of God. Don't know exactly where it's going to be. It may be open topics. It may be Genesis again. It may be Matthew, or it may be something totally different. We'll just see where the Lord leads. God bless each and every one of you in the chat and you downloaders may god richly bless you in everything that you do answer your prayers according to his will in jesus name amen good night amen. Amen. good night